Welcome to It's Happening, a college career podcast hosted by the Career Services Center at Marquette University. I'm Gracie Van Spankeren, and I'm a career counselor. And I'm Maria Mostek, our associate director. Here's the show. So today we're excited about another brand new face in the Career Services Center. We have Michael Stock for you today, who's one of our new career counselors. Michael, can you introduce yourself to our audience? Gracie and Maria, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. My name is Michael Stock. I'm a new career counselor at Marquette University's Career Services Center and a new subscriber to the It's Happening podcast. Oh, yes. Way to bring our numbers up. We love that. (laughs) So, Michael, you are new to the Career Services Center, but you have been around Marquette for a good number of years beforehand. What else have you been involved with on campus and what brought you to CSC? I've been at Marquette Uh, for about eight years now. Um, First as a graduate student in the English master's program. Uh, And then um, during that time and for several years after, I was an instructor and staff member in our TRIO program on campus, educational opportunity program, uh, the pre-college division, upper bound and upper bound math science. So this is a federal program Uh, with a storied and celebrated history on Marquette's campus, uh, serving first-generation and low-income students in the Milwaukee area uh, with a focus on college access and preparing them uh, for seeking a career of purpose and meaning and gainful employment and um, all the wonderful academic achievements that our students go off to do after our pre-college program. What got you into that specifically? Um, just curious because you were here for a master's in English and I don't think there's a direct tie necessarily to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am uh, here today to talk about nonlinear pathways. And so if you think of a a, a linear career trajectory being um, maybe someone identifies a goal or a a career idea in high school, um, they go off to college, obtain that specific degree that they need for that career, uh, and then they obtain work right after they receive their degree. That was not my journey at all. Um, and I, for our listeners who are attending Marquette, uh, undecided happens to be our most common major, according to mm-hmm. our website. And the language that Marquette uses for that is multi-interested. So um, a couple takeaways I hope uh, your listeners get from this conversation is that it's important to get explicit guidance in professional formation and development uh, in undergrad and grad school, but be confident in allowing some exploration and being open to unexpected turns. Um, And I can especially speak to career diversities in the humanities and um, assumptions that many have if they go into a graduate program for English, that you get your master's, um, then you go on to get your PhD. Um, Mm -hmm. Your end goal is usually assistant or associate professor, Mm -hmm. and you should be focused on research and publication. Mm -hmm. And that was never my, how I imagined myself contributing to an institution or contributing to the community. I, wanted to be more student facing. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to either be in the classroom or some role in education where I can 
be of service to students um, in ways that aren't um, teaching a literature course. And so that was very different from a lot of my peers. And mm -hmm. this started back in high school. So um, it's time for a flashback. Um, Sound effects. Yes. <laughs> that might be above so our editing capabilities, but, you know, imagine it. <laughs> Maybe we could find some creative commons sound effects yeah, later to, to <laughs> add in. So in, in high school, my options uh, that I was considering very seriously were a two-year school for a trade or mm -hmm. finding uh, some sponsor for an apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. I was considering being an electrician. I was considering being a welder. I was considering being a plumber um, and going to a four-year university was more in the back of my mind. And uh, I think the reason was, um, I guess, environment and external pressures. So my father was an electrician. Uh, my mother served meals at a local grade school. Uh, the kids in the rural area I grew up in um, and would bike around with and, and catch frogs and ditches with, uh, mm -hmm. all their families were also in trades. And so mm -hmm. it was very normalized and um, it is a great line of work. Mm -hmm. But um, I wasn't sure. I, I had, if anything is consistent throughout the, the three stages of high school, undergrad and grad school, there was this through line of, I want to serve other people. And, and I always saw, I, I want to work in education. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly how, but I think I'm helping people in an educational setting. Um, and I was unsure how to prepare for college. Uh, I didn't know what that meant by senior year. I, stopped participating in some of the extracurriculars and sports and started working more to save up for whatever that next step would be, um, mm -hmm. whether I was going to a trade or I was going to go off to a four-year college or university. And um, I didn't know that career guidance existed mm -hmm. at my high school. Um, I didn't know that I could seek out those opportunities. So how did how you figure out? that out then? Like, you know, you... You didn't know it, but like, how did you find those people who had the information that you didn't know you needed? I didn't in high school. <laughs> I, I simply did not. Yeah. Um, I, my, so my high school schedule would look like um, a few hours in auto shop, a few hours in the welding booth, and a few hours taking literature courses. So I have very strong um, sensory memories of uh, doing TIG welds um, with the rod and the smell coming up from the combustion and the leather gloves and trying to focus on my work so I, I, can, I can do a great job, but also reciting the Shakespeare monologue that was due um, later that evening. So um, there'd be sparks flying and I'd be sitting there talking to myself tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow <laughs> creeps in yeah. this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time, uh, yeah. just practicing my Macbeth. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for our listeners yesterday, Michael did recite the beginning of the Hamlet to be or not to be monologue in my office. So this is something that he still possesses. So full on ask him if you're meeting with him in an appointment. <laughs> yes. It's amazing how um, some of the things we memorize in high school stick with us all yep. these years later. That's for real. Um, so it, it was, it was more just seeking out different experiences in my coursework. 
but I didn't find a mentor yet. Um, I think having wonderful English teachers at the time and uh, just being inspired by the work they did with students mm. um, pushed me towards making a decision that I want to go to a four-year college. I'm going to declare literature, mm. English as my major. Mm. And um, that was a tough sell um, for my family at first. My family's very supportive. Um, I'm very grateful my high school had the resources and facilities to, to have um, education in the trades as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a hard sell when you are being prepped um, to go into a, a very different pathway. Mm-hmm. And I think that that comes from some of the assumptions people have about humanities and the pathways that are available um, to us students that enter the humanities uh, mm-hmm. about what kinds of jobs are available to us. Yeah. What did that conversation look like when you did talk to your family about mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm going to a four year school and I want to study literature, which is, as you pointed out, very, very different from some of the trades. I had to um, harness all my persuasive energies and mm-hmm. um, have clear steps for how it could be paid for. Um, here are the scholarships I'm seeking mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and trying to sell a liberal arts education as I know I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with this degree, but there is time to explore that my first years of college and it will be okay. Um, There are going to be options available to to me. We'll figure this out. And ultimately I was given a chance um, to, to prove myself. And so in undergrad, I still didn't know things like career centers existed, but I, I was lucky to find mentors. And so mm-hmm. I, I want to encourage everyone listening to please find mentors, be open to mentorship um, and meeting people at my college that um, took seriously the college's values of self-reflection and introspection. And that reignited that through line of, okay, what, what are my values? What is it I want to do? I want to help other people. Um, I think the best place to do that is in an educational setting. Um, I'm not going to be uh, a, someone with a doctorate teaching literature courses, but there's got to be a way to make this happen. And then fast forward to graduate school, um, because I knew that should be a next step, at least to get a master's. Again, finding mentors who understood that I had a nonlinear pathway, that I, I was someone who had other goals in the, in the humanities and what I wanted to do with it, and encouraged me to seek out professional development opportunities. And one of them was just luck, just chance. Mm-hmm. I saw a flyer in the basement of Rainer that advertised um, a workshop, an informational workshop for the TRIO program on campus, uh, and that they were looking for staff and instructors to work with their students. Mm -hmm. And because I was encouraged to actively seek out opportunities like that, Mm -hmm. and by chance seeing that flyer, I went um, and it changed my life. That, That moment, that combination of mentorship pushing me to be proactive and then just chance and being open to those chance encounters, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't really know a lot about the opportunity 
um, completely changed my life. And as I went through my master's, as I um, worked in that program, my what I my imagination became sharper and sharper, and it, it became much clearer that I wanted to help students achieve their goals. And I would even say, you know, this is just my perspective, because um, you said chance a variety of times there, but um, like I, I feel like maybe you were though setting yourself up for those chance opportunities, which is something we talk a lot about with students. Is you kind of you do still have to put yourself quote unquote out there, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you were in Raynor, Raynor, you were, you know, looking around, you saw a flyer and then you actually went to that thing. Um, right. you know, so you, you did take a lot of action steps to get there too. It's not like it showed up on your door or in an envelope and was like, here, Michael, do this thing. So right. I do want to acknowledge like you, you took a lot of effort to make that happen too. And so Yes, there was some some chance and in it, but also uh, you were out there. You were out and about. You were looking around, keeping your eyes open. Yeah, um, right. And like literally keeping yeah. your eyes open. Because I mean, like yeah. that's such a good tip is just like there yeah. are things going on around campus. And like you can see random posters in the AMU or in the, in the library or like emails you get from professors. Like mm-hmm. those are potentially yeah. this is, that's your moment. So I'd say yeah. that's like another really good takeaway for students too. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. And um I know I'm the interviewee here, but I, I'm just wondering, I'm curious, I, is that um, an uncommon experience? D- did you find mentors that you weren't expecting as well? Gracie, that's a good question. I mean, I'm thinking about sort of like people, I don't know if I ever went out and formally tried to like get myself a mentor, but I definitely right. was somebody who like, like when I went to undergrad, I wasn't a first generation college student. So I did know more and like kind of came in knowing like I know the career center is there. And I also knew I was like, I have random liberal arts majors. So I need to go talk to those people. Um, And so like, I remember like latching onto one particular career counselor and like checking in with Mm -hmm. her pretty regularly. And like there was, you know, some advisor, like professors who served as advisors that way. So Mm -hmm. in that sense, I think like they, I sort of glommed on to people who I knew sort of had my best interests in mind um uh though I don't think that I ever really like thought this is my mentor type of role I don't know yeah it's uh, I don't know if I was even open to it I I don't think I thought of um staff at Marquette University or faculty at Marquette University of having mm-hmm. my individual best interests in mm-hmm. mind where um if I came to them and was explicit about, um, you know, I don't want to do a PhD. Um, I know that's maybe the type of student you're used to um, having in your in your courses and having come to your office hours. But here mm-hmm. I am with my particular goals. Um, I want to contribute to this community, and I appreciate the skills I'm getting in this program. I didn't I didn't know people would be so open to that and they really were. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was, um, it was amazing to find out that the skills I was gaining in, in communication, in um, having information literacy, being, being really good at looking up information um, and communicating to different um, with people with different uh, types of communication styles that, that can come into play in educational setting 
where I'm helping students present themselves to potential employers, to potential programs, to thinking about their own values and, and how they uh, want to serve as a professional. Um, I would have never guessed in high school or even in undergrad that um, being an English major gave me skills that could be of service outside of a literature classroom. Mm -hmm. You heard it here, folks, be an English major. That's, I know that's not what you actually said. That was just joking. <laughs> but no, it is, it's very versatile. The thing that popped in my head too is it's one of the most common majors for medical school too. Um, oh, just as well. for people yeah. that don't. Maybe Michael, did you know that? I did not. All right. Well, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Used in all different fields, you learn a lot of good stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I really, I appreciate Michael all the skills. I feel like you highlighted two of your own self um, that kind of allowed you to flourish and really take this. Your, all these things you've learned, these different educational degrees and then apply them in the way that you, you just wanted to do it and make it happen. And now, mm -hmm. and now you're in career services. Um, there you go. Yeah. Just Absolutely. waiting to, to help students. So um, if you want to hear Michael recite some Macbeth or, you know, you have some, some questions about what you're doing here at Marquette, <laughs> uh, you can make an appointment with him. Either uh, stop by our office. You can do that on Handshake or go to our website. If you just Google Marquette Career Services, you'll find us. Um, and, yeah, thanks so much, Michael, for being, being our guest today. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, I will spare students any Shakespearean monologues. Um, <laughs> although if you want to talk trees or, or anything like that, I will, I will happily oblige. Mm, okay. So now this is like a little Easter egg for everybody. Ask Michael about trees. I don't really know about that connection, but now I know what to ask him about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time today, uh, Michael. And to all of our listeners, keep tuning in throughout the rest of the season. We've got a bunch more great folks lined up for you. all the Career Services Center staff at Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thanks for listening.